Blog Talk Radio. All right, we're trying to get our training going here. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Gotta have that training. <laughs> International Women's Day. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. Oh, hey, that's what I'm talking about. Happy International Women's Day. This is a special Synergy Energy Show, and I am your host. Pam Perry coming to you live with Dr. Venus Opal Reese, who has just hopped off a plane from the West Coast, and she is now in the in the Central Standards uh, zone. And I am just so excited to have her because we almost didn't have her because she was stuck on the plane. But Dr. Venus Opal Reese, the black woman millionaire mentor. This is a special day. One, it's because it's with Dr. Venus, but two, because it's International Women's Day. And then black women mentor. I mean, this is like too perfect. We hear a little bit of stuff in the background, but we're just glad to have her here. But let me tell you a little bit, if you don't know who Dr. Venus Opalese is, okay? Like I said, she is the Black Women Millionaires Mentor. She's an international speaker. Actually, she just finished speaking in California for Microsoft. She is a creator and the CEO of the Five Impossible. And Dr. Venus has been featured on Forbes, Ebony, Black Enterprise, on ABC News, CBS News, PBS, Glamour Magazine, Diversity Inc., AP, on Tom Joyner Morning Show, and at the MegaFest. And she's a regular contributor to one of my favorite magazines, Heart and Soul. And she's also going to be on the cover of the upcoming Speakers Magazine, if you didn't know about that. So, Dr. Venus, if we could kind of have you a little bit maybe step away from some of the people that are at the airport, because I know it's kind of noisy. I won't say going to the bathroom, because that's probably even noisier. But maybe if we could take you and uh, what's a quiet place at the airport? There's nothing quiet at the airport. I don't know what no, that's no, about. This is, this, is, this, is what we got, this is what we got, Pam. This is what we got. So until okay, the this car is it. comes, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> and I thank God for airports, you know, because I was like, I was, you know how you start praying? Like, you, you know, okay, God, you start trying to bargain? Like, please, mm-hmm. just, if you just get me, get me, get me. <laughs> that you went from what they call living on the mean streets of Baltimore to an urgency. We're not talking about an honorary, <laughs> even though there's nothing wrong with right. honorary, but when you have a degree from Stanford, that's pretty much, you've got to let people know. Um, you're a seven-figure sister, not six-figure, but we don't have six on seven. And her business, the has grossed $4 million in five years after launching. Her clients, which is a good part, have generated over $8 million 
in revenue using her proven programs, systems, and strategies, which we'll talk about today, and her tour. And she also knows what it takes to break through the inner glass that really limits performances. She teaches purpose-driven, high-achieving black women professionals, entrepreneurs, how to defy their impossible and break into the million-dollar mark on their own terms. She's on tour with her best-selling book, if you haven't heard about it, um, hear her today talk about how, what break it all down and equip you with the fuel you need to become a seven-figure success sister as well. And I just want to let you know that the tour is all over, but she's in Detroit next Saturday, which is St. Patrick's Day. I don't know if we're going to wear green or whatever, but she'll be in Detroit <laughs> on March 17th. And I want... Um, and, and people who listen to this podcast towards the end, we're going to give them a special deal about how they can have dinner with Dr. Venus when she comes to Detroit. So, Dr. Venus, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my God. So, tell us what today was like in California at Microsoft. First of all, I just want to know. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. So, kind of tell us what that experience was like. That had to be exciting. No, it's, it's amazing. Okay, so a couple of things. I was actually, um, we live in Dallas. But we were at mm-hmm. a flagship Microsoft um, place in Charlotte today. So oh, okay. it wasn't okay. California. Okay. It was Charlotte. But it still counts because it, we've been running, right? And this is in the midst of the mm-hmm. tour. So one of the, what made it beautiful is black women are amazing. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. We had like 150 mm-hmm. black women, business women come together. And um, it was the thing that was beautiful. This is International Business Day. And what I really am, I'm feeling kind of honored right now, feeling kind of, feeling kind of blessed, is that Microsoft and Globe, this is a global, or global leaders organization, they tapped me to represent the black-owned business community, community um, for them and partnering with Microsoft that helps small businesses and mid-side businesses that qualify to get capital. So oh, my God. For this, for Microsoft, right? And this mm-hmm. is this is on this is the first this is our very first time doing it. Um, mm-hmm. It's the first time being. Um, this is gonna sound so ghetto, but being in a room with a lot of black people and some white people. Because uh, most of my times, <laughs> I do most. Of, you know, it's true, Pam. Most of my talks mm-hmm. are designed just for black audiences. You know, mm-hmm. so I can only imagine. So sometimes I feel like a little bit like a comedian. Like, you know, when you are on your own stage, you get to say whatever you want. But now I'm like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. white people, the white people are here, the white people are here. You know, so I'm like, oh, my God. And they did great. They did so good. They really did. Have, I know it's like ghetto. But they did so good. They did so good. And it went really, 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 and really this well. And uh, this is a global leadership organization, GLO, Global yeah. Leadership Organization. It's, yeah, yeah GLO. Oh. Yeah, it's um, GLO. Is, it's a, if you think about it's like a, it's a beautiful thing. If you think Vistage International, if you think EPO or YPO or YO, these are, I'm going to say it wrong, so God forgive me for this. These are normally white male, rich, networking resource groups, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I know. If you think about it, a lot of times as black women or black people or women of color, right, we mm-hmm. have great ideas, but we don't have support. We don't, you know, mm-hmm, we don't have mm-hmm. the resource or we don't have the connection or we don't have the capital. Well, GLOW mm-hmm. actually provides that. For, you know, so it's a wonderful thing to have someone like me who's about as radical as they get 
with an organization that was just partnering with Microsoft to help fund small businesses. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow. So that's it. So it's it's really it all about deal. those connections and resources. And that's what the Synergy yeah. Energy Show is really all about. It's like we can really mm. do more together. We could do better together. That's really the whole point. That's we awesome. do better together. Yes. And I am, yes. I am so excited. So I want to know about some of the strategies that you're going to be teaching about next Saturday in Detroit about these uh, proven programs and systems that have generated over $8 million for some of mm-hmm. your clients. Well, that's for my clients in total based on our testimonials over the last mm-hmm. seven years. Mm-hmm. But then we're just talking mm-hmm. through a little bit. So I want to, uh, let me see, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate. I, um, I'm going to talk about the book because that will help you understand the tour, Okay. So mm-hmm. okay. what happened? What, ha- what happened was, um, <laughs> I had a big deal. I mean, so it's it's amazing. I had a big deal agent a, um, a year a year and some change ago, and I was really I was I was feeling myself like, oh my god, I'm so cool, right? And when Got they started yeah. pitching, not everybody gets I was like, not I, everybody gets agent. And that, this one is known for closing six and seven figure book deals. So I wow. was feeling really confident. That's what I said, Pam. I love your reactions, by the way. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was thinking that I was good, and um, and then 45 got elected. And the whole oh. the whole tone of the industry changed, right? Um, and, that, mm-hmm. and so when they were pitching my, when they were pitching my book, it, people weren't taken to it. So my, my book got turned down by 30 top publishing houses in North America. Now, one is one thing, two is another, three I could deal with, but 30? So I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? I can't write? What am I doing? And and they all said the same thing in different ways. And this is what they said, Pam. They said there was no market for black women who wanted to Mm. be millionaires who would buy this book. What? And that's what they said, Pam. It wasn't one person. It wasn't like, you know how you could say, oh, this person said this. It wasn't that. It was an industry. Okay. Yeah, the book, industry, the book industry is pretty, the book industry is pretty, uh, I can't even explain, but it's changed, and they are just really not feeling black women right now. They are just like grasping because they're going through some hard times themselves, and they're just thinking yeah. like, oh, well, that, but black women are the last thing we want to be worried about right now. Mm. Well, I, they, to their credit, I think that they were looking at the bottom line. There isn't any mm-hmm. book in the market that actually points to or demonstrates that black women would buy that book. We'll buy books about hair, about food, but money, making your own money. I don't, so mm-hmm. we have been socially positioned like that, right? So mm-hmm. I got, my feelings got hurt, and I went underground for like six months. I was too embarrassed to tell anybody because I, I was bragging on mm-hmm. Facebook. So now I feel like, now I feel like mm-hmm. an idiot. And so mm-hmm. it took me about six months to get over myself and you know, start sharing, and I took it to my tribe. You know, I took it to I took it to my tribe on Facebook Live. I told them what happened, and I you know, and mm-hmm. I apologized to them for not trusting me, not trusting that they would want me if I didn't have like a big deal book. And they lo- mm-hmm. they love me through it and they say, look, you won't you self publish? You self publish? We got you. And okay. so I did, and I took a mm-hmm. proposal and I published a proposal as the book. Um, I didn't do a lot. I didn't do a lot on it, and within three hours and eleven minutes, eleven minutes. Of, of of it being published and us doing our launch party virtually, it was a number one bestseller. And wow, that is I love ridiculous. It. 
And it wasn't just bought by black women. It was also bought by white women, women from other countries, women, men, the trans community, the queer community. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't just, it was everybody. So for them to say yeah. the market points to how toned that they are to the current landscape. You see what I'm saying? And um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm and but but was, but but the thing that I'm most proud about is that it 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 is something that I think that most Black women don't understand is that like you said we can do more together, you know. And mm-hmm. but, um, but a lot of times we don't do that because we have wounds. You know, a number of us have been mm-hmm. hurt by other Black women. Some of us have been hurt by our mm-hmm. mamas. You know what I'm saying? Some of mm-hmm. us have been betrayed by mm-hmm. our sisters. I mean, or you know, there's a whole history of of us hurting hurting each other, right? And so mm-hmm, for us mm-hmm. to come together to actually take a book that the world in a lot of ways has said no to and turn it into a yes, it's nothing short than miraculous. So that's what that's the tour amazing. is. We're, you know, so thank you. So what we're doing yeah, the, yeah. the tour, it's the, the book is designed to really heal your way to seven, seven figures, like really dealing with those hurts that shape your behavior, that impact your performance. The tour is the business part. That is where I get into the strategies that got us to okay. our first million in less than three years, got us to four million in five, and my clients have been able to use the last seven to generate millions on their own. Okay, so we're going to we're going to, I'm going to teach you teach you how to network like a money mogul. What happens is a lot of times, black women we don't know how to network. <laughs> we still, we throw a card at somebody, you know. Oh, that's not <laughs> the know, way. We, yeah. It's not the way. Mm-hmm. And the rich people don't do that. We don't do all that. There's a way to do it so that people are, are empowered and they want to know you. And I'm going to really um, deep dive into the real reason why you're not a black woman millionaire yet. And it's not what you think. It's not if it, if it were what you thought, you would have changed it. Um, and we're going to do it like mm-hmm. really to the wounds, right, and identifying what your, money, your million-dollar moneymaker is. And I'll do some love seats which is my version of a hot seat, right? Which is when I'll okay, be able okay. to form my multi-million dollar brain trust. I'm sorry? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, like I, I was just talking. Yeah, hot seat was like, uh, now who wants to get in the hot seat? But I like it, the love seat. Yep. yep. It's a love seat, right? And it's, mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. is. Like, I want to love on you. I'm going to pour my multi-million dollar brain trust into your business. And was, I think everyone has a multi-million dollar brain trust, um, a million dollar money maker, but, but they don't know where it is. But I do. Mm-hmm. I can hear what you're not saying and put language on it. So I know what people, I can listen to, I can listen for what people will buy from you and pay you top dollar. So it's going mm-hmm. to be a very, very beautiful, beautiful afternoon of deep connection with other sisters of purpose and power. There will be a lot of content around different strategies that you may never have considered that could get you on the fast path to seven-figure success, and you'll get access to, if you want to, getting your book signed with me if you're into that. Um, but just really learning or, get, or really learning that you can do this. Mm-hmm. The biggest challenge mm-hmm. for black women is not that we don't, it's not that we don't have efficacy. We don't have the training. And all you need is, mm-hmm. all you need is a system, a God, and a community. That's all it ever And a mentor. Become a, and a mentor. Mm-hmm. And a mentor. And a mentor. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so we're that's, listening. That's we're, listening to, we're listening to Dr. Venus Opal Reese, the Black Woman Millionaire Tour. She is the Black Women's Millionaires Mentor, and we're talking about her coming to Detroit, March seventeenth, uh, in Detroit. Uh, and actually, you can go to the Eventbrite link there. But she also has a special deal that 
people who email me, we're going to have an opportunity to actually do, I guess you would say, a drawing. I guess you would say it's kind of random where you get to have dinner or lunch with Dr. Venus. And all you have to do is email me at Pam at PamPerryPR.com, Pam at PamPerryPR. Email me now, and we're going to do a like a random drawing, I guess, probably you know, I'll have maybe Dr. Venus, you know, pick one of them or, or something like that. But but email me now and we'll have, because this is a podcast, so it's only going to be good until the end of today, which is the 8th, okay? So it's going to be at the end of International Women's Day today, 12 midnight Eastern Standard Time. You have an opportunity to email me and just put in there Detroit, the Black Woman Millionaire Tour, and then we'll actually then from there randomly pick either dinner or what do we say dinner or lunch with Dr. Venus on that Friday before the tour. Is that is that what we said, Dr. Venus? Uh oh, hello. Are you there? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am. I'm up on you. Okay. I was just okay. talking about what. Well, I was girl. I was telling you some good stuff. <laughs> You don't even know. I said something brilliant on mute. It was awesome. No, I was saying, this is going to be great. We fly in on Wednesday, so it'll be either that mm-hmm. Thursday or Friday, depending on the time. It will depend on my on my press when I'm, when I'm doing TV okay. spots or radio spots. But when, whoever gets that drawing, it is going to be a joy to have dinner with you or have lunch with you. Um, mm-hmm. I would love mm-hmm. and then, to empower you mm-hmm. in your seven-figure journey. Good. Good, good, good. So that will be one of her stops here in Detroit. So so tell us about the other stops that you're doing. So you've got Detroit. Well, they're all on the, um, if they go to actually, is yeah. it uh, the blackwomanmillionaire.com forward slash tour. So they can see all That's of correct. the other cities as well. Yes. So this is a podcast yes. that goes all over the place, but just Detroit and specifically, we want Detroit people peeps in the seats. I mean, we always hear about Detroit coming back and, <laughs> that downtown is just really taking over. It's looking like New York and Chicago. But really, truthfully, Dr. Venus, I do not see a lot of black people really, really grabbing that that bull by the horns. I mean, it's like Detroit downtown is coming back, but I see a lot of white people down there. And I want to see black Mm. people, especially black women, getting in there Mm -hmm. and getting their piece of the pie. I mean, because it's Mm. not really happening. So I don't know whether it's the mindset or... You know, we have a white mayor there now. I don't know what that has to do with it, or, or I don't know. But mm-hmm. anyway, we could dive mm-hmm. deep into it when you come, because well, the women in Detroit okay. will tell you what's really, really going on. But I mm-hmm. like what you said on your page here that you said that black women in particular, that we are the most educated group in North America, and it's time for your fellow sisters, black women of power, to change the face of our world stepping into our seven-figure destiny and taking the stage mm-hmm. as an economic force to be reckoned with. I'm like, that is powerful. That mm-hmm. is powerful. That's like, a, that's like a black, that's like a Wakanda kind of statement, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda that's forever. Like, yes, we, Wakanda forever. <laughs> I exactly. love it. That's yes, like, it's true. Oh, it's, it is so much going on in terms of what it is. And your book is really timed so well. I mean, we've got the Me Too movement, and then we've got uh, black women just really stepping up to, to up to the plate to so many different first roles of doing this and that. I mean, it is the perfect timing for us to really, really do that. So kind of tell us, like, the main thing, since how many tour stops have you done so far? 
We've done two. Detroit is our third. We're going to be okay. in Durham after Detroit. Then we'll be in Baltimore, which is my hometown. We have Chicago. Ah. We've got Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, we're definitely going to be doing L.A. Um, we're all over okay. the place. You know, it's a national tour, and right? And we in um, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we'll, be in, we'll be in Austin. Um, I want mm-hmm. to try something a little different. And it's, just, it's the thing that's exciting is, like you said, I would say like this, Pam, this is the best time in human history to be a black woman entrepreneur. Is it because of the internet, or is it, or is it just because of the timing of of the age of the age of of the I, internet, or is it Michelle Obama? I think it's more. <laughs> no, oh, girl, Michelle, we we bowed your throne. Um, I think that it's a function <laughs> of evolution. I think that it's that. I think all those factors come into play. If you think about the Enlightenment era, or the Industrial Revolution, or the Renaissance. You had different people all over the world thinking similar thoughts, saying similar things, right? Because there was something mm-hmm. in the atmosphere that was pulling for a new future to be born. There was something in the atmosphere that was standing for something new to arise. I think with things like the Me Too movement, the um, Time's Up movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, like all of these things are pointing to a shift in terms of people of color claiming our power. And I Mm -hmm. think that in order to claim your power, there are things that have to fall down in order to build something up. And there are these different kinds of social power structures that no longer work. And and I want you to know they're on the last leg, which is why they're fighting so hard, you know. Um, They know they're about to die. And so I say that (laughs) because of technology – because of the, the groundwork, if you think about it, of civil rights, or, or hey, this, we can go further back. If you just think about the prayers of our ancestors on the plantation yes. who yes. prayed for a different yes. future that they would never live mm-hmm. into, but they knew that mm-hmm. if they saved the course, that they could create a mm-hmm. future and a, a different mm-hmm. future for the children's children. We're the answer to mm-hmm. that prayer. We're, we literally are the embodiment of all those players, mm-hmm. right? And so now we're at a point where we have access. We don't have to have a you know, 50 billion degrees. You know, you know, you just, we don't have to have, we don't have to wait for a gatekeeper all the time. I'm, I'm not suggesting, right. that, you know, we can, we can self-publish now. You see what I'm saying? We don't have to mm-hmm. wait for mm-hmm. favor. We can or you can own your own network. Do, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And, we, and it's not a You it's can not produce your own movie. Mm-hmm. You, you, if you get a good camera phone, you could do it right now. My point is that right. there are things that, that we can do that historically we did not have access to. We didn't have the funding for. We didn't have the equipment for. We didn't have the platform for. Now you can have your own. And you could. I and we know, have the network. Ten years ago, Pam, and we have a network. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And, and so mm-hmm. I feel like you know if you're not a black woman millionaire, then you want to say if you've been in, how about this if you've been in business for at least three years. I'm not saying if you're a baby, mm-hmm. but if you've been in business for three years and you're not a millionaire, you're the problem. You're the problem. something that we have to do that it talks about, um, your book talks about how you have to heal your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's some of the things, some of the, the hurts that um, you have to heal in your heart before you can really defy what others say is possible. Well, you, know, well, the, you, you talk well, about... You say it's possible, but Pamela, that's different. It's defined with is possible for you. See, this is the thing. We have been so externally focused 
white people or on politics, and, I'm, and I think it's rightly so. What we haven't been focused on is the wound, the behavior that is the fallout of having been born into slavery. There's a whole historiography that has to do with our money that we have not even touched. So we have, we're walking around with, with wounds. I call them wounds, but I can't think of a better word, that, that aren't our own that are our mother's mm. mother's wounds or the absence of our fathers. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it shows up in our money. And no one's looking at, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this is showing up in my paper. And this is what I believe. If you want to know, if you want to know how much you value yourself, check your bank account. Mm. And if you really want to know like how much you're worth to yourself, check your savings. It will tell you to your face what you think of you. You don't have to, you don't have to take my word for it because if you don't have savings, and you don't, and if you're doing all this extra, you're doing all this efforting, and all that effort is not showing up as cash in your account, take the case that you have money leaks. Take the case that you have behaviors that undermine your money. And it's not about getting more money necessarily, but sometimes it's just about learning how to monetize what you already have. And most of us don't. Mm. We give it away for free. And we I call like it the that. Is, is that what your PhD was in? I mean, you went to that Stanford. You, you, this, this right here, I don't know if we're going to get in the podcast, and I don't even know if we're going to get it all on that Saturday from 1 to 5, but that is some deep stuff right there. I mean, well, we got to, we got to, right? oh, my God, we got to get that book. That's what it is. It's real talk. We got to get that book. I mean, it really is. It's deep. It's the history of how we feel about it, and it's not just going to, you got to sit and think about it. You got to meditate about it. I like, I like what you said about looking at your bank account. It's like looking in the mirror. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's not the problem. It's like this is the time in history where we should be making millions. So I like yes. that. I like that. Oh yes. my god. Yeah, that's that, exactly that what I'm saying, Pam. And like, there's no reason not to. In terms of if we look at the '60s, if if Dr. King had Facebook Live and Twitter, <laughs> do you know mm-hmm. what he would have done? I mean, I just like Ooh. marvel like, oh my god. Could you imagine what Nat Turner would have had if he could have had Instagram? I mean, mm-hmm. really, but George Frazier well, talks about that, the Underground Railroad is really now. I mean, it's the social network. It's our Underground Railroad. We could just really liberate so many different people by using that right. Underground Railroad at, for good. Mm-hmm. But we would it have to liberate real- ourselves first. It's, that's some, we're also in that Turner shit. You, could, that's, you can't liberate somebody if you are broke. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or broken. And a lot of times, right. black women or women of color... We do things on top of the pain. We press through, not realizing that energetically we have just told God and man that we're not enough, that we're not worth being told. It's a spiritual wound. It's not a money wound. And we mm-hmm. don't traffic don't, we don't that. We don't understand. Here's what, you know what it is, Sam? Black women as a people, we don't understand the monetary value of healing. That's why you said we are bigger than our bruises. Yes. That's exactly mm-hmm. why I said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly mm-hmm. why. Because until you mm-hmm. really take on that, there's, that you literally are God wrapped in flesh. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. But everything that you're doing has to do with an emotional, more of a spiritual hurt, not a lack of effort. There are survival strategies that we have that are become our norm. 
And we think that it's our personality. No, boo, you're, being strong is not a character trait. It's a survival strategy left over from slavery. But we don't, we don't relate to it like that. We think it's us. It's like, no, it's not. And until you really mm-hmm. take on you, like literally those things in your own life that you're hiding from, that you're ashamed of, where life broke you your heart, when life knocked you to your knees and you got back up, but you got back up timid. You got back up with mm-hmm. self-doubt. You got back up with um, this, this second guessing. And it wasn't always that way. It wasn't always that way, Pam, I promise you. And, and if you really tell the truth about it, you know you're living a mediocre life. People have uh, learned how to make their test their testimonies and make their mess their message. And that's kind of like what you've done. I mean, you went from living in the mean streets of Baltimore to a Stanford PhD. Now, we say that mm-hmm. in one cute little sentence, but there was a whole <laughs> lot of stuff in between. And that's what we mm-hmm. want to learn from you because some people are like, well, you know, I lost my job and I can't get back up or, you know, I went through a divorce and I, and I can't really get together. But, you know, you were living on the streets, okay? So that's, mm-hmm. that's just so much different. So kind of the stuff that we go through, we just got to get over ourselves in order to get to that well, point where you can do that. I don't know. I don't know, Pamela. I don't know. I, wouldn't, I don't know. I think that that, that implies that I, <laughs> the implication is I pulled myself up of my, my bootstrap that I toughed through it, that I got over it. That's not how I went down. It wasn't like that. I didn't do this. And no one believes me, by the way, because people keep thinking that, I'm, that it's a matter of willpower to get up off the streets. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that way. It was grace. Mm-hmm. It was another black woman's love. It was grace. It was mercy. It was, a, it was a, my ninth grade math teacher, a black woman. I came to school smelling mm-hmm. like piss and beer because I had to sleep it in mm. the street the night before. And I didn't have anywhere to go, but they had breakfast at school, so I went to school to eat. I did not go for education, Pam. I went from functionality. They had breakfast and wow. they had lunch. And so I went, and I smelled not clean, and the other teachers pretended they did not notice, and the kids laughed at me. Miss Francis was the only mm. person who helped me. And she, she, wow. she took, put me in her classroom. She said, look, if anybody says anything to me, I'm going to give you a zero. I stayed in her class that whole day. At the end of the day, she took me to go get some food. And um, mm. we were eating in her car. She never said anything about my smell. She didn't make me feel bad. And she said, where, can I, where do you live? But I, didn't, I, I couldn't tell her. Cause I, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't live anywhere. Right. You, were, you didn't have a home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I was embarrassed. And where I come from, you never tell. You don't tell. That's a needle snitch. And so, mm-hmm. um, so she said, well, what, what area what part of town? And I, I told her what part of town. And um, she took me there. She said, come back to school tomorrow. I have something for you. So I came back to school the next day. And on, on my desk, in the seat of the desk where I was sitting the day before, there was a bag. And in that bag, mm-hmm. there was toothpaste. There was a toothbrush. There was a comb. Oh. There was um, oh. there was like Hanes underwear in the it was it was green, pink and yellow. It was those and it was still in the pack. They were still in the in the plastic. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't hand me down. Mm-hmm. It wasn't stuff that I had washed, you know, in a sink to get clean that I found outside. Got that. Yes. And so oh and, the, and, she, and she took and that was and this went on for months. I was there at the school and wiped out her boards. And at the end of that time, she would feed me. That's five meals a week. 
that meant I only had to navigate Saturday and Sunday because mm-hmm. school took care of breakfast and lunch. She took care of dinner. I only had to do Saturday and Sunday. And so this went on for a while, and I didn't talk. But I was very appreciative. I was trying to show, say thank you through my actions by wiping her boards mm-hmm. down after school, you know, because mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything mm-hmm. else, and I didn't have anywhere else to go. But so one day she came to the back of the room. She, she was giving me books to read, you know, and she said, look, if you're not going to mm. talk, then write. But, but she said it in that teacher tone that scared me, like, uh-oh, I'm going to lose my food if I, don't, if, I don't, if I don't do what she says. And so I wrote down my thoughts. They came out, you know, they came out in like little sentences, poetry, really. Miss Francis was the one who typed them up. She was the one who read them. And she was the one who sent them to the NAACP Axel competition, and I won. What? Oh my God! Yeah, that is God's hand all over that. That is God's hand all like, over that. Yes, that is what I'm mm-hmm. exactly. And I want you to be clear. It's like I'm not. There's there's nothing special about me, and I'm not being I'm not being self. I'm not trying. I'm not talking down on me. I'm saying, grace and mercy. She did that. Mm-hmm. God did that. That's not mine to do. And I'm and I, I I'm 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 a hot mess, Pam. I curse. I cry. I pray. <laughs> Sometimes in the same breath. You know, there's nothing. You know, I, I can't cook. That's why I have a wife. Um, I can't spell. <laughs> I, I I suck at details. I'm not. I'm really a hot mess. But you could be a hot mess and still change the world. Yes. You could be yes. completely. I mean, I think everybody in the Bible that God made was, was just any a little bit useful was a hot mess. David was a hot mm-hmm. mess, so was Jonah. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to mm-hmm. have it together to make a difference. You don't have to, and you can make paper by making a difference first. So mm-hmm. I, didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't make. I know what it is. I didn't make. I didn't make money. Okay, I don't make money. I manifest millions because I'm mm-hmm. still within the not the doing of money. And taught to do. We think that in order to make money, you have to do something. What I have learned and what I've taught my clients to do is you don't make money by doing something. You manifest money by being something. And that mm. is a distinction that we don't traffic in a lot. We spend a lot of time trying to make money from what we do instead of monetizing what we know. And until mm-hmm. you make that shift from effort to energetic, to energy, from what you do to what you know, you will always be a slave. Mm-hmm. You'll be a slave mm-hmm. to the economy. You'll be a slave to other people's agendas. You'll be a slave to other people's, uh, you know, favor. And that's I, I don't want you free. If I can get up off the streets and not eat out of trash cans and stop sleeping this urine and beer, you can be a black woman millionaire. No mm-hmm. doubt. And be a ca- and it be a catalyst so to the world, just like what you talk about to be the catalyst to the world. I just had a friend say to me, she says, you know what, they're going through. Uh, layoffs at uh, the place of work, and he says, "But you know what? Mm-hmm. This is not my source. You know, this is mm-hmm. this is not my source." He mm-hmm. says, "God is mm-hmm. God is my source." He says, "This job is mm-hmm. uh, a resource. God is a source." Mm-hmm. And it was just like total peace. She had total peace, and yep. it's like you know what? Whatever whatever happens, I know God's got me. This is this job is just a resource mm-hmm. for right now, but God is the real source. And and you know, I just really it 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 really is one of those things where people just really have that mindset shift. You are a disruptor, and I am so excited that you're coming to Detroit (laughs) next Saturday. We have run out of time. We're not streaming live anymore. We are, we're, this will all be on the podcast, but I just want to thank you, Dr. Venus, for, 
for jumping from the plane from Charlotte back to Dallas in the car in the airport. I mean, it is like <laughs> whoop. This is this. It, it, listen, if Grace wasn't on you, I know you would be tired. So I know that you got Grace and must be following you. That is for sure. That is for sure. Because most people are like, "Woo, I can't do it." Yeah, I'm going to tell that child mm-hmm. I can do that podcast later. But, you know, you mm-hmm. got grace and mercy following you. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And we will get those emails, and I will let you know who's going to be having dinner with Dr. Venus, Yay. dinner and lunch with Dr. Venus next week in Detroit. And so I want people to, to uh, if you can give them a little bit about where you want them to go, defyimpossible.com is your main site, but we want people to actually yes. check out. Go to the tour site. Go to www.theblackwomanmillionaire.com forward slash tour and get a seat. Yes, yes. Get in the room with yes. me. It's, it's, there's only yes. so much I can do on radio and TV and live stream. Right. Get in the room. Mm-hmm. If you have any commitment to becoming a black woman millionaire or a brother millionaire, I'm, I'm not partial. Hey, I'm willing. Then you got to get mm-hmm. in the room with me because I can then teach That's you. It. I'm a tenured professor. I know how to teach. You know, so come mm-hmm. to the event. It's really reasonable. I purposely priced it so that if anyone can come, if they have that desire, to at least if you're curious, mm-hmm. like, well, hell, how the hell did she do this? Then come check it out, okay? And so I'm going to say one more thing, and I know, you're gonna put, I know we're not on live, but I want to say thank you to you, Pam. When oh, I first thank started, you. When I first started way back in the day, when, I, when George Frazier put me on his stage, when I first yes, started, yes, mm-hmm. that's before I even had, before I even knew, you know, my my butt from my elbow, right? You <laughs> have been an advocate for me. You have, been, and not mm-hmm. just for me, but for so many other speakers, trainers, coaches, consultants, um, black black people. Mm-hmm authors, right? Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. want to bear with them publicly and say thank you for your stand for us. Thank you for creating a platform for us. Thank you for having a magazine and putting us on the cover of it. There you, know, you like, go. Hey. <laughs> for us that I'm just very proud of. And I just want to make sure you know that you are loved, that you are appreciated, oh, you. That, it, that, that you make thank. a difference, that, you know, there's things that you provide us that we can't get anywhere else, Pam. And I just want to tell oh. you, thank you so much. Thank you for oh, thank you. you are for us. Oh, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. I just want to say that those that show up, go up. And if you really want to do this thing, you got to show up. So they're going to do it. And I will see you next Saturday. All righty. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Venus. We will thank talk you to now. you. We're okay, out. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye-bye. <laughs> Love you.